Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at hard sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm Courtney. And I'm MK. And I nailed it. Yeah, you did. I'm ready. I'm ready to leave my Thriller Thursdays take off. So, how's it going? Um, today is a really good day. Um, we had no students at school. Um, we had to go to professional development, and they said that we had to do a robotics professional development, and we were all like, this is going to be the worst day. But then we actually got to build and play with robots, and it was so I was going to say, it sounds like we were, like, doing robot wars in school. Well, we weren't allowed to have battle bots, but we, like, built robots, oh. and we, like, because we were, like, learning about coding and, like, programming, so we were, like, telling the robots what to do, and I had so much fun. I love that so much and then it was like 65 degrees when i left work and so i put pop punk on my car radio and drove home with the windows down and (sighs) i'm living my best life i also officially have season tickets to my theater i work there but i don't get discounts on season tickets so i'm like poor but i'm splitting them with a friend and we are having season tickets for next year are you ready to know what our national tours we're getting next year? I don't know. I guess. So we are getting the prom. Okay. Come from away. Yes. You haven't seen Come From Away yet, right? No, I haven't seen it yet. Um You're gonna cry. Jagged little bit. pill. <gasps> oh, love it. Um there's two that I can think of right now that I'm trying to save for last because they're the two that I'm the most excited about. Well, um, I never got to see Jagged Little Pill while I was on Broadway. So I'm very jealous. Um, this is the correct. No, this mm-hmm. uh, Tina. Oh, Tina's so good, too. And then Dear Evan Hansen and Aladdin are not in the season ticket package. They're coming next year, but they're not in the okay. subscription series. But then the three that we're getting that I are the reason, like, I flipped out. Beetlejuice. <gasps> Six. <gasps> and Hadestown. Oh, I haven't seen Hadestown or Beetlejuice yet. But we're going to see Beetlejuice. But probably... Oh, yeah. I'm so jealous. How fun. So today is a very good day. I'm very happy today. Oh, I'm also slightly intoxicated. Just a bit. Because I started drinking this truly on a semi-empty stomach. So. When we started recording. <sighs> it's less about the timing and more about the lack of food in my stomach. Yes. Yes. Fair. Um. Speaking of Broadway, we are recording a little bit earlier than we normally would because I am theoretically going to a Broadway show in two hours. And um, I did really terrible with my plans this week. So I triple booked a lot of days and then was like, I only have two days off. What what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, uh, I told my friend we could go to a Broadway show. And then I forgot to tell him that I was recording tonight and could not go to a Broadway show. So he got tickets. And I was like, I'll just pay for it. I'll just, we'll see what happens. And I just felt so bad. And I was like, what if I just go into work an hour early? 
So St. Patrick's Day, I didn't get off till 1.30. I went into the office at 8 this morning. I, have, I am on three hours of sleep. I have not seen these notes in a week. And I'm trying to get through it so I can see a Broadway show because I love it. I love, we're going to go see Phantom. I love Phantom. I also love Phantom. It's, uh, it's always fun. It's so nice. Who, who is Phantom right now? No idea. I have no information for you. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't had a lot else going on. I have been watching, um, some fun TV shows. I mean, I'm still watching Grimm. That's still my, like, my main show. But my, my side show is right now I'm watching, um, Inventing Anna. Did I talk about this last week? Had I started this last time I talked to you? I do not remember. I don't know. Um, it's about Anna Delvey and she, like, conned everyone. Jealous. Well, I hope I make it then. We got to get this thing on the road. Because John Riddle (gasps) is Raul and Ben Crawford is Phantom right now. Oh, that's a good cast. Yeah, let's get this one. And Christine is the first black Christine. (gasps) You're right. I forgot about that. Oh. Also, we're getting Anastasia this year. And it's it's a black Anya. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I was supposed to go see Anastasia for my birthday in 2019, and then they canceled it early. Mm, yeah. And I didn't, like, they canceled it before they were supposed to, and so I went and saw Kinky Boots, which was also excellent, but I did, well, at the time, I thought it was, no, that's what it was. I thought Kinky Boots was leaving, and Anastasia wasn't, and then, like, I got tickets to Kinky Boots, and the next day, they're like, Anastasia's leaving in, like, three weeks, and I was like, well, that's nice. I have no money. Um so that was fun but yeah um inventing anna is fun it's on netflix about anna delby and conning people out of money and whatnot very fun you might like it um that's not interesting i'm almost finished with the last kingdom finally oh yeah yeah i'm on i'm i'm more than halfway done with episode eight of ten so Mm -hmm. i'm like almost there it's it's been uh, very dramatic this season I believe it. It's the final one, right? Mm-hmm. So it has to be dramatic. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've also been listening to a few podcasts. I've pretty much been going back and catching up on podcasts that I haven't finished. Uh, Radio Rental. Very popular for those of you that know it. I love it. Uh, Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet, which is Christine from And That's Why We Drinks comedy podcast with her brother where they read one-star reviews and it's hilarious. I love um, that. And then there's a, a fun podcast that follows us called Weird Distractions Podcast. And yeah. I was like, I could do a weird distraction. So we listen to their podcast and uh, it's fun. It's nice. Nice. You, like lovely people. So I'm enjoying that too. Yay. You know what else I'm enjoying? The show. Absolutely. We have started, me and my aunt are watching these shows on Sundays together now. And so we we watched Stargate, and then we watched um, Bates Motel, and this is like our new Sunday routine. It's so much fun. Um, so this is Bates Motel, season one, episode two, Thriller Thursday. That's not the name of the Bates Motel episode. No, that's the name of our <laughs> of our episode. <laughs> the name of the episode is "Nice Town You Picked, Norma." which we will get there. And um, it was rated 7.9 out of 10, which 
I think was lower than last week, which fair. I mean, the pilot I thought was excellent, but I also really liked this one. So higher than our Stargate for the week, though. I know. Yep. And uh, it premiered. Are you ready? Oh boy, I don't know. On March twenty fifth, two thousand. 13. That's my 21st birthday, bitch. It sure was. And I put on this day, nothing else mattered because it was MK's 21st birthday. I don't remember my 21st birthday. You know, that's funny. I think you're not supposed to remember your 21st birthday. I don't remember my 21st birthday, but I don't think it has anything to do with alcohol. I think it just has to do with the fact that my brain doesn't work. (laughs) So... I don't remember a lot of things. Um, but one thing I do remember is the number one song that was still Harlem Shake. So happy birthday, 21st birthday to MK with the Harlem Shake. Um, and the number one movie was G.I. Joe Retaliation. I don't remember that movie being that good. I thought people hated I don't, it. I don't remember um, anyone liking that movie. I don't either. So I'm not sure. Maybe it was like for like half a day and they were like, yeah, you can have this one. Because yeah. I sure don't remember that movie being popular. I mean, I remember talking about it. I never watched it, though, so I don't know if it was good or not. I have no feelings, personally. Um, the departments are pretty much the same. The director's Tucker Gates, same as last week. We have the same writers, created by Carlton Cuse, Carrie Aaron, and Anthony Cipriano. Um, still credits Robert Block, and the staff writers still Bill Bayless. Um, but we do have a couple of new cast members that have become a little more prominent this episode. Um, Max Terrio plays Dylan Massey, and I read how to pronounce his name, and I'm pretty sure that was not it, because that is how I read it, and I'm pretty sure it was like Terrio or something. Okay. Forgotten. Um, He is known for The Pacifier, Chloe, Disconnect, and House at the End of the Street. I have not seen any of those movies, but I have heard of most of them. Um, I'm trying to figure out what he was in that I watched because as soon as he showed up on the screen, I was like, I yes. know that kid. He is very oh. familiar. Oh, this is so stupid. Isn't it always? He played Ned Nickerson in the Nancy Drew movie, which was the boy yeah. that Emma Roberts had a crush on. Yes, I was going to tell you that. That is probably what you knew him from. That's, um, that's exactly what it is, which makes yeah. me judge myself so much. You know, that's okay. Um, some fun oh, facts. Yes. Oh, no, but I did watch The House on the End at the end of the street. That was with Jennifer Lawrence, and it's a horror movie. Yes. And it's I thought it was going to be terrible, and it wasn't. It was actually pretty good. Um, and he was in that. Yes. Yes. Um. Some fun facts about him. He did all of his own singing in Pacifier. Um, he co-owns a Sonoma County vineyard. So I would like to purchase some of his wine. I would like to purchase him. Well, I don't know that that's an option. I <laughs> believe that is illegal, but that's fine. I just want the wine. Um, and his debut was in Catch That Kid. Yeah. Isn't that fun? He's, he's honestly... Super fucking attractive. He is very attractive. And it, that seems problematic based on what we know about him already. But that's okay. 
my that's my entire viewpoint of the show everyone that i'm like they're really attractive this is going to be a problem because also hot cop is a problem oh yes yes um i did not have as strong feelings about him as i do about max terrio but yeah you're not wrong um and our second person that is becoming more prominent in the cast is olivia cook who played emma dakoti and um I don't really know her. She's, but she was known for uh, Ready Player One, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, Sound of Metal, and Thoroughbreds, which oh. I have heard of. I've just never seen. I just watched Ready Player One like two months ago. That's that makes sense. Um, well, she's from England and she now lives in New York City. Oh, and uh, I that guess. is my fun fact about her because there weren't a lot of facts about her. But she did film Me and Earl and the Dying Girl while she was also filming uh, Bates Motel. And so she was playing a, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A character who's like dying. Terminal. Yeah. Terminal character in both movies at the same time or both shows. So that was fun. Different ways, but. Interesting. Yes. So, uh. Now, to start the show. Well, we and start- also, this has not come out yet, but she is one of the main cast members in the House of the Dragon, the new um, Game of Thrones spinoff. Oh, that is an interesting fact. I did not know there was going to be a spinoff. I have not seen the first. So, congratulations to all you Game of Thrones fans. I Matt hope it Smith, the doctor, he is. Uh, yeah. He's in the new Game of Thrones spinoff that she's going to be okay. in. Okay, so I love him as an actor. I do not like a lot of the shows he's in that are not Doctor Who. Weird. Like, I didn't care for The Crown. Everyone else loves it. I get it. I know that's a strong opinion. I started it three different times and couldn't get into it. I And I like those kind of shows because I liked, I loved Rain. Yeah, but Rain is stupid and directed towards children, whereas The Crown is supposed to be based on real stuff that really happened. Yeah, but I just, it was so, like, so slow, and I just, I just couldn't get there. Um, Sorry. But speaking of Matt Smith, my dad did watch um, Last Night in Soho on the plane (gasps) on the way home. He said it's absolutely worth the $7 to buy it on Amazon. It is so, he said, he said it was truly freaky and i can't wait to have free time to- i think i might watch it tonight i will not be watching it tonight because i am very tired and i already have plans while i'm tired so maybe sunday maybe um, or maybe or maybe i'll that's what i'll do at work on sunday is i'll rent it and watch it at work oh that's a good plan that's a good plan um i'll also probably be sleeping on sunday to be fair but it's fine um so we start with the show with Norman flipping through what I am referring to as the torture. Um, there's a girl tied up in the shower, tied up in the bathroom. And you see the needle scene again with the trite marks on her arms or the trite mark. I think she only has one at this point in the book. Um, when suddenly the doorbell rings and Norma's other son shows up. I wrote, which is, first, first I wrote, you're a freak about Norman. And then yes, I just kind of, then I wrote, um, you don't look very happy to see your son, ma'am. She does not, but he doesn't look like thrilled to see her either. Um, 
I'm not sure what his point is yet because I don't, I'm only halfway through the book, but they have not met. I am like, I'm a little over halfway through the book. Um, and they have not mentioned another son and I do not remember a son from the movie. And so I'm not sure what their angle is adding him in the show. I like, I know there's dramatic effect with the discourse between them. Yeah. But I feel like they could have just created another character that was discourse. It didn't have to be a family member. No, but I, I think it is important that it's his son. It's his brother because like, um, there has to be that, like somebody that's close enough to give Norman a way out that he then won't choose, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I feel like Emma might end up being that person. Yeah, I don't know. I I agree. I know it's not from the original story, but I, I right. like the other son aspect. I feel like it loses a little bit of the subtleness, which I know it's not like super subtle anyways in the movie and book, but it's written in a more subtle manner, the relationship between Norman and Norman. And when you put this third character in there, it really really brings it out more it's like they were just like look we're gonna just lay this out for you we're not gonna make it well, as yeah as we but but i think i think there's the whole conflict of um subtlety doesn't always play as well in long form as it does like in a movie and a book subtlety yeah. can work better than how what how the dramatics of a tv show work right but then also like there's so many other things going on in the show that aren't just their relationship that in order to just not be the weird, creepy relationship, I feel like what I like about Dylan's character is that like, and obviously we'll talk about this when we get later into the episode, Mm -hmm. but the foil to Norman, because then it gives some kind of conflict that isn't only external. Yeah. Obviously like there's all the stuff that's weird and going on in the town and the stuff that Mm -hmm, him and Emma mm -hmm. get into and blah, blah, blah. But, like, there's got to be something in the house that gives some kind of conflict. Otherwise, you just have weird, creepy, normal, and Norman, and there's no reason why it doesn't go full psycho right away. You know what I mean? Right. That does make sense. And I think think you're right, because I think that it came off too strong in the beginning already. Like, not in a bad way. I mean, I'm sure it's going to come out fine. I'm not – I don't think this show is bad, and I don't think it's written – bad i just think well, but the thing is on so, the original i like the subtlety from the original that was no, one of my i do too part. but you have to remember we're talking so far after the movie came out that you can't mm-hmm. really do subtle because everyone knows who norma and norman bates are they know what to expect right. mm-hmm. so you have to play into that creepiness to and connect people what... to the character that they already know but if we're talking 17 and you're supposed to have the whole plot of a show, there has to be something that stops it from going full. My mom's in the basement in a rocking chair already. Like, and I kind of like how they chose to do that by having this other family member that we didn't know about. Yeah. I'm willing to give it a shot. Okay. I'm not because I, because I do love the character. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I am okay with that. No, I um, just, I think that if the show had come first, the subtlety would have been able to be played better. But yeah. because you're working with characters that are at this point in history already iconic, yeah. it's hard to do justice to it without tweaking it. Yeah, my one, I don't want to like talk about this for seven years, but my one like thought about that is the way that this show was written and produced 
it seems like it was meant for a completely new generation and a younger generation that may or may not be as familiar with the original movie. And Fair. that's why I think like, cause like I know people who have seen this show and never seen the movie. And if they don't know what's going to happen or don't know like how it's supposed to feel, I think they could still get that effect. And I think that's who they were writing for. And maybe, maybe they were, maybe they weren't. So right. And that know. might also influence what I, how I feel about it, whether they that's were fair. Who they for. Um, yeah. So next we, uh, we meet up with the girls at the bus stop. Norman does. Oh, and, uh, yes. Before that, I just have one other note that, um, that I, I wrote and I already think it's untrue by the end of the episode, but I said that this son, meaning Dylan is the only sane one, I think. Oh, the whole show. Good luck with that. Maybe, maybe not, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, so he meets up with the girls and the girl that I can't remember her name, but I don't like her. The main girl. Bradley. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I just put her name out of my head. Um, she's like, why did you leave the party early? And I just put, duh. Like, why is he going to stay? He doesn't know anyone. You invited him and then left. Like, right. what do you think he's going to do? Um, and then we have this insane scene where her dad's car comes flying through the bus stop on fire and he's like burning alive inside the car and i just this is where that note that said what the fuck that i didn't remember what it was about this is where i wrote that yeah because what that's an accurate reaction because it was insane and like i feel like this was a good i mean okay we've seen a lot of intensity but i feel like this was kind of like a this is what this show is about. Like, this is, we're going to be different than the book. Cause we didn't have this kind of like intense back and forth in the movie at all. Right. It was all very subtle and quiet and slow. And then it was over. Um, and it was based, the intensity, I guess, was based more on music and lighting and stuff. Whereas in the show, it's based on like storyline and events. It seems like more than yeah. the yeah. lighting, everything. And so, which I think is very cool. And I think that that was, wild and um it turns out that someone set fire to his farmhouse um his, his warehouse oh okay i heard that correctly then because i wrote farmhouse i just nope. can't hear everything's Wait. fine yep warehouse got it yep and um this is where we get our uh title line dylan walks up and says it's a really nice town you picked here norma and I just said, you are absolutely right. And I very much feel like that was an excellent title for this episode. <laughs> that is the theme throughout. I wrote that at least two more times in my notes. Like, yeah, when things happened, like right. it was wild. And that's another storyline I'm excited about. So, um, so at this point, I said that I want the brother to stay, even though I'm unsure and conflicted about his storyline based on how I feel about the original I just like him so much. Yeah. As a character. And um, shortly after, the police show up at, uh, well, they end up, they, they show up at this truck and it turns out they found Keith Summer's truck. Well, and for, before they actually see the truck, they're just talking about what's going on with the warehouse and talking to Norma before, like when he says, when mm-hmm. Dylan says that line. And I just wrote the sheriff is so sketch like i hate him 
truly. And I thought the other sheriff was going to be sketch, but it's the younger one. No, this was, this was about the old guy. I thought the old guy in this scene, the old guy felt so sketch. Well, I thought he was sketching the last episode. So like, I definitely thought he started out sketch and then I thought it got sketchier with the second one. Yeah. That's why I like, but yeah, no, I, I mean, this is like your first indication that things are not well here. So then, then my next note says I was wondering how long it was going to take them to find that truck because like I know it wasn't that well hidden and it's a small town right like um but I did at first think whenever he was questioning her that Norma was going to say she didn't know him and I was like that would have been terrible writing because that would have made her seem so sketchy and then she was like oh yeah I know him but and we haven't like we don't hang out or whatever she doesn't know about him very well and I was like okay you're you're actually playing this all very well which is um, nice. Except not really. She said she like knew of him, but that she had never that she hadn't met him. She said she had never. Well, that's because she she did go forward and lie. But I was like, you should have just like held true. But she did say that there was like an altercation. But then no. she didn't say he ever came back. I thought she did after they no. said they saw no. that he saw they saw him in the yard. That was yeah, but way that's way later in this moment when she asked about the truck, right. she's like, "Oh yeah, no, I no idea, nothing. I got nothing." Yeah, and I was like, "You dummy!" It was less dumb than I see in most shows, though. I feel like, even that, though I mean that's fair, yeah. but like these cops already don't like you, and you just lied about knowing someone whose truck right. is on your property, and you know you have murdered. So, um, yeah, so then we go to school and very, very quickly and their partner poem assignment and he ends up being partners with Emma, who I adore already. Already. She is truly a gem. I already know that. Um, and then we pop back over to the hospital where Norman arrives and he is, I said, he is visiting oh. his wannabe girlfriend. Oh, wait, before yes. that, when she, they're doing the partner poem, Emma just, like, assumes. She's like, hey, I'm going to be at your house tomorrow to work on the poem. And Norman, like, tries to argue with her. And she's like, see you at 10. And I literally just go, Emma, meeting Norma will be quite interesting. It, I was, it I was here for it. Yes. I like how strong of a character she is already, mm-hmm. especially because they portray her as, like, a weak person but with a strong personality i love it i really like that contradiction um so then we go to the hospital and he's trying to visit um bradley because her dad has been burned alive and is in the hospital and um i think her boyfriend is an absolute douchebag well yes no i know that I think <laughs> that the reason I figured, so I figured I told you, I didn't feel like Norman felt like Norman yet. Like Freddie, Heim, like Heim, yeah. <laughs> forgot for a second. Felt like Norman yet. I think it's because we see him having this unrequited, awkward crush. And the scene setup is very, very similar to how it is on the good doctor when he has an unrequited, awkward crush. Have you watched it? I haven't. So I don't okay, have so, that, which makes sense that that is blocking you because I don't have that block. Yes. And I, I, I see that's what it is. I think like if you think about the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie when he's like awkwardly trying to flirt with Janet Lee's character and like really bad at it, but like also yeah. creepily charming, like I feel that already. But right. I don't, and I like don't, I don't have the, the other character to block me from that. 
And I think that's what it, I think that's why I feel it. Like you don't is because I do have that because I haven't watched all the good doctor and I do think they get together at some point, but in the beginning, it was like a season and a half or two seasons of this like unrequited crush. And um, then he's like bringing her flowers at the hospital. It's like at the hospital because he works at the hospital. And so it's like very similar scenes. And I was oh, like, that's, that's why that makes I sense. can't get that distinction. So I think once, that storyline ends because i don't imagine it's gonna go forever um or at least transfers over to emma um i think i'll be better okay um so now we go to a strip club because that's the next logical leap um and this guy is just sobbing about his boss at the strip club and okay. I've he, cried a lot of places. I don't think I would cry at a strip. Club. But then he yells at Dylan for staring at him. And I just wrote, I would also be staring at someone who is crying in a strip club. Right. Like, I would be worried. I would probably approach them and ask if they were okay. And I, maybe that's not the proper approach, but that is probably what I would But like, do. yeah, no, I, I have also cried many many places in my life and that just doesn't feel like an appropriate one it doesn't it doesn't Uh, feel quite right unless the stripper is like my ex who cheated on me and i didn't know they were going to be there Mm -hmm. like i can't imagine any other reason to be crying in the strip club i can't either and can you imagine like those poor strippers like they have to feel so uncomfortable i'm like shaking my ass in front of this man who's straight up sobbing into his drink like no thank you I'm just that is that feels like the wrong place to go. Go somewhere else. Go to like a movie and cry in like this dark. Right. Like if you just need to be in the dark, go to the movie theater. Don't do it in a strip club. Exactly. Like uh, too much. So we're back home at the Bates Motel. And the brother comes back with like a whole ton of like sheets. She sent him. No, she sent him to go get bed sheets for the for the, the motel. I somehow missed that scene. Yeah, no, she sent him. She was like, "If you're before when he asked, said nice town you live here and here." She's like, "If you're gonna be here, you're gonna help. You're gonna earn your keep. Take the car and go get these bed sheets, new bed sheets for all the rooms in the motel." That makes sense. Because and right then instead he went to the strip club. But then he did, in fact, bring the sheets yes. back because that's why he was gone in the first place. Yes. And so she's like going off on him about coming home late, doing all this stuff. And she's like, if you're going to stay here, you can't screw up our dynamic. And I was like, why does she hate him so much? Yeah. And like him not liking her makes sense. sense. Um, right. Like, because actually, she- he's kind of a jerk, but he's not entirely wrong. No, like he clearly is treated poorly and sees his brother being treated in a certain way and then we find out later that he doesn't have the same dad as norman so like he has resentment and i get that Mm. but her anger toward him feels incredibly unjustified absolutely and like that is your child like right and like i'm not not to say that you should have to like i'm sorry but there are sometimes when you can't can unconditionally love your child which well, you i get shouldn't unconditionally love norman but dylan hasn't given you reason not to as far as we know as far as we know and i'm very curious to see where they're going with that because i am so baffled by it well yeah i want to know what her hang-up is because they just keep addressing his hang-up and i totally get it yeah um but yeah it's very strange so 
uh, Norman keeps talking about how they she has such a normal relationship with her with Norman and how her and Dylan don't. And I'm like, you have anything but a normal relationship with your child. Oh, like, I don't think you know what that means. I also think that in this scene, it's not said, but it's hinted. I think she also killed Dylan's father. Oh. That's a fun twist. I would not be because surprised. Because the way he's talking about his dad versus Sam and then the mm-hmm. conversation about the insurance money and like Dylan is mm-hmm. fully like, no, you definitely killed Sam. But I right. think he, she might have also killed Dylan's father. That would make sense. That would make sense. Which makes sense for her characterization and also for why he has no respect for her. Yeah, that would make sense. And that would, uh, I mean... I mean, it sounds like she abandoned him regardless of what else she's done. So, like, he has good reason to resent her already. Right. No, but, but like, yeah. if, if and, only one of- and it explains how he has nowhere else to go. Right. Because he keeps saying that I have, he's only there because he has literally nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. I think that she, I think that Norman's dad is not her first victim. I mean, I would be shocked if, if he was. was even if it's not dylan's dad like right this is not the first person she's killed yeah or i'm guessing the last <laughs> gonna guess we have a few more before it's over um yeah so then norma and norman are like super spring cleaning they're like on the floor just scrubbing things because they're, they're trying to make sure that there's nothing left in case the police right blacklight the house Yes, yes. And so they are getting after it. And then there's a knock on the door and Dylan answers it. And it's sweet Emma. And he's just like, I'm Dylan. <laughs> he's when they're talking. He's like, no one's talking to me, but I'm here too. Yeah. And I just, I love him. So then we get the scene you wanted. No, Norma. Yes. Oh, yes. This scene. Sorry. Yes. yes. That is Norma, girls, Emma. Like, how dare she? A fucking psychopath. Right? She literally asks this girl about her disabilities and then is like, So, how long are you, do you have left to live? What is your life expectancy? Yes. Oh, that's what it was. It wasn't just that she asked her that if she was going to die. She was like, What is your life expectancy? I was like, What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Me and my aunts yell. Oh, well, okay. So, my aunts yelled and I laughed. And I was like, maybe this is where where there's a disconnect in my brain um but i thought it was really funny even though it was very very rude um and she shouldn't have asked her but also i thought it was i thought it was good that she explains cystic fibrosis here because like i've heard of it and i know about it but like yeah i don't talk to people with cystic like not that i don't talk to people with cystic fibrosis i don't i I just (laughs) i just don't know anyone who has cystic fibrosis that i am in communication with currently so i was like that was a good that was good that they explained it in the show yeah well don't have to question it no my Um, my aunt actually ran a foundation she retires this month after 33 years and she has won the national awards but she ran a foundation to help people with cf so yeah um well congrats to her for retirement and this foundation um yeah so then dylan again he is gonna i'm gonna laugh all the time i get it 
it's just, I just don't know yet. He says they're talking about the breathing tube and he's like, whenever they walk off, he looks at Norma and he says, do you think she has to take that out when they make out? And Norma flips. She is like not thrilled with that at all. I, and I lost well, it. I laughed so hard at that. Yes. I thought that was hilarious. So I do like that about him. Um, so then we are back with Norman and Emma. They're hanging out and studying, kind of. Yes. They're just reading poems. Um, can you tell us more about the poem that is being read? Yes, I, my note says, oh, I love it. So they're reading The Tiger, which is by Lord Byron. And Heard of him. Yeah, he was the poet laureate of England for a while, so I hope and so. Married to Mary, right? No. Byron. Oh, he's Byron Percy? What's his last name? No, his last name is Byron. Lord Byron. Um, is there another Byron that's a writer? Yeah. Who am I thinking of? You're thinking of Byron Shelley, who isn't right. Married is married to Mary. to Mary. Yes, you are correct. Those are not the same person. Okay. No. Ignore me. Please tell me more about Lord Byron's poem that they're. Yeah, discussing. no. Lord Byron is George Gordon Byron, the sixth Baron of. Something. Oh, gosh, gotcha. I'm following. No, maybe, maybe. Hold on. Is the tiger by him or is it by William Blake? Hold on. Now I'm going to freak out because I'm getting my romantic poets wrong. Oh, how dare you? I know. I specifically saved this question for you and put a star beside it and everything. Oh, it is by William Blake. Damn it. Okay. But, so close. but before I Googled it, I knew who I fucked up on. It's by William Blake, not Lord Byron. But anyway, poet laureates. Romantic poetry in my British literature class was a rough time for me because that's the time that I got into a fight with a teacher because he told me that this is what it was actually about this poem. He was like, this is what the author was trying to say. I said, how do you ask him? You're not wrong. I was like, it's a poem. It's up for interpretation. And he was like, no, it's not. And I was like, you're an idiot. So I have feelings. But um, no, but Emma's, what she said about the poem is entirely accurate. The tiger is a poem about this like ferocious beast. And the the, uh, like the, the speaker in the poem is trying to reconcile the idea of God and beauty and like health and life with the ferocity of life. Like how can God want us to live peaceful, happy lives when there are things like tigers that exist? Like, and it's not the serial killers like, Oh dear, Charles Manson, which honestly, when she said that, I was like, that is fucking brilliant. If a student gave me that as their answer to that project, I would have lost my absolute goddamn mind. I was, I'm obsessed. I am now going to, Charles Manson is not technically a serial killer. Well, yeah, but I mean, when talking about ferocity of life, he's yes, he is an accurate description. Yeah. He just she just I described him inaccurately. May write my own paper about Charles Manson and the Tiger Lake <laughs> because I, I read it. I freaked out when she I said would like that. you to write that, and we could release it to the world. Whenever I have That's time. part of my thriller Thursdays. But yeah, no, I lost my shit when she said that. I was like, that is the greatest thing I've ever heard. I would, yes. if I had a high school student give me a paper on that, I would send it somewhere to get published. Like that is brilliant. Right. And not only is Emma really into this poem, but the look in Norman's eyes at this dreadful poem 
felt so strange. It made me very uncomfortable. I mean, Norman makes me uncomfy always. <laughs> yes. Um, but maybe not quite as uncomfortable as when Emma finds the journal and is creepily into it. She's like, I've read manga. I've seen much worse. And I was like, they're not the same. These are not the same thing. There is violence in manga and there is an appropriate for all ages in manga. Um, but, um, but there this, is definitely torture porn manga. Like that does well, I'm exist. Sure there is. I mean, the whole like, idea of manga and anime is much, much more creepy and adult than people want to oh, give it any yes, credit for. Yes. Of course. But, but I was like, oh, good. She's a fucking weirdo, too. I'm wondering. I have a prediction for later. I'll save it for predictions. Um, so then we go to Norma, who is creepily, sensually rubbing her legs. And that I don't know why she thinks so weird. unnecessarily long scene of her putting stockings on. What? I very uncomfortable need that scene because i feel like that was meant to be the subtleness type of scene that shows she's more like sexual than she should be in appropriate circumstances but because they're not being very subtle in their writing i don't feel like it was a necessary scene but it's also like the scene where they did it in the first episode where norman was watching it happen made sense this yes. one didn't. This, this one did was not. entirely for the viewer, and I was uncomfortable. Yes, I agree. I agree. It felt unnecessary, and it was unnecessary. That's the only word I have for it. Yeah. Um, and then the two cops are back. This is the scene I started talking about earlier and mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, so they're trying to catch her in a lie about Keith Summers, and this is where she brings up that there's a disappearance. And they're like, we didn't say there was a disappearance. And, and this is when I got angry. Sorry. I see that. She I'm looking she's about to stab me with her pen through the computer. Um, I was so angry because while I, she did get caught in a lie and it was sketchy and I was mad mm-hmm. about it. They, the sheriff is like, I never said there was a disappearance. I wrote actually so <laughs> said that he hadn't been home in days. I'm sorry, but that sounds like a fucking disappearance to me. You don't need to say the word disappearance for me to know that somebody, if somebody hasn't been home in five days and you're asking about people's interactions with them, that's a goddamn disappearance. Right, right. You don't have to use the word. You've already said it. Like, So trying to put her in for implications of things, like, is she a lying psychopath? Yes. Sure, like, let's yes. not defend her, except for that I'm defending her because fuck that guy. Right. And this was another, He's when he's threatening her, this was the second scene where I was like, I'm with Dylan. What kind of town is this Norma? Like, that is not how you act. Um, I know plenty of cops in my life, and um, that is not the rules. No. That's not how towns work. And good for her when they were like, can we come inside? She was like, fuck, you know you can't. You need she's a like, warrant. Yeah, she's I like, was like, a warrant for that. And I was yeah. like, wait, listen, you know, knowledge. you know, the writing is good when I'm rooting for the bitch who's lying to the cops. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, you know that, you know that it's done well. So I, I like it. And I mean, I do think they want us to feel conflicted about Norma because oh, yeah. she's conflicted. And I think well, they're doing because it's it like, well. Because we, it's like, I clearly, I hate her. 
But like, if she gets caught, what? But also, like, we see her in the very first episode. We see her get raped. Now she's getting blamed for us, like killing someone without real evidence, even though she did it. And all this weird stuff is happening in her town. And so it's like we hate her because we know who she is. We know what kind of person she is. But we can't hate her always because of how terrible things are for her. Right. And, and it's, it's I think like, that's really well done. It's it's the same issue I had sometimes with Norman and, or with Roman and Peter. It's like I am appalled. Or like even um, Olivia in Hemlock Grove. I am appalled at the choices you are making. But if you get caught, I'm going to be devastated. I know. I loved Olivia. Oh, God bless Famke Jansen. Um, then we go back to Norma driving into town and this is where the second officer starts acting super shady. I wrote, oh no, officer Hottie's going to get sucked into Norma's drama. I said, she's getting good with officer Shelby. She is. He is deputy Shelby, but, um, I call him officer Hottie. Yes. Well, that is to each their own. And, um, she is, I put that she's being smart about it though, because she's getting the info she needs and she's making friends with the right people mm-hmm. so that she can stay out of suspicion. I mean, she's oh, never going to be friends absolutely. with Absolutely. But that's why I wrote, I wrote the next thing I wrote was Norma is quite literally a psychopath. Like she is manipulating truly. the shit out of this man. Absolutely. To get exactly what she needs. Yeah. And then, um, we go to the Woodchuck Festival because she's been invited there. And um, I just put, is she going to start dating the sheriff? Because that seems like where we're going. And while that's smart for her, I guess <laughs> it is uh, an interesting choice. I guess it's, I think it could be really well written because she needs something from him, but he's yeah. not, not really a good person <laughs> either. So right. it's a there like it's is. a lot going on, and I like like it. Um, so then, um, you know, she talks to him or whatever, hangs out at the Woodchuck Festival, yeah. and then we go back to Norma and Norman, and I like her outfit for the, oh, this is this is before the Woodchuck Festival. He advised her. So sorry to interrupt. Yes, but. You know how I call him Officer Hottie and I've been talking yes. about him. I was like, I know that the reason I thought he was hot is because of something else. So while you were talking about that, I did just go back to his IMDb and I figured out where I know him from. Please enlighten me. There's this movie quite a while ago um, with a little name called The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yes, quite a long and, time um, ago. And uh, Brid- uh, Blake Lively played this character named Bridget, who went mm-hmm. to a soccer camp in Mexico and slept with her soccer coach named Eric, played by Officer Hottie. <laughs> oh, nice connection. And I was like, I know that I have thought he was hot before. Yes. Coach that. Eric from the soccer camp in Mexico, who slept with an underage girl. Same guy. Excellent. Which also Excellent. probably means still sketchy. Right. Still sketch. Not a great person. Um, yeah. yeah. So then we're at, uh, we're at the Bates Motel house with Norma Norman. And I really like her outfit. I thought it was cute. Um, Norman 
is starting to get jealous. It seems that she's going on a date with Officer Hottie. Which, to be fair, his dad died like six months ago and his mom's trying to go on a date. So, like, there is a normal element of are you seriously going to, like, move on from dad that fast? But, but again, I don't think that's his angle that he no, feels. No, 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 it's not. But this is one of the moments where I was like, no, it could be more subtle. Yeah, because then she immediately starts changing in front of him. And, and, she, and she goes, I'm just your mother. It's not weird. And I said, oh, no, it's, it's very weird. It's still weird. Yeah. And uh, so I, I just put their relationship is so awkward and uncomfortable. No, I hate it. Um, and then we go to Dylan, who is at this sketchy place talking to this sketchy guy about wanting to make money. And the guy just says, do you know how to use a gun? I was like, what the fuck is Dylan getting himself into? We don't know. We don't know. And uh, so this is where we get an intense scene with Norman. It's his first lashing out that we really Mm. see. Um, Dylan and Norman are in the kitchen and cooking and whatnot, um, doing kitcheny things. And Dylan's phone starts ringing and it just says the whore. And when Norman tells him the whore is calling, he says, oh, okay. And he answers the phone. He's like, hey, Norma. And Norman loses his ever-loving mind. And he just, like, attacks Dylan, like, with a meat um, hammer. Okay, so before the meat cleaver, they're fighting and they're, like, hitting each other. And Dylan is like, Norman, you need to get out. You need to see her who for who she really is. Like, this right. is not normal. This is not okay. And I wrote, Norman, just listen to your brother. And then he picked up the meat cleaver. And I said, or kill him. I guess that works too. <laughs> yeah. One or the other. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but at this point, I'm, I put the, like, I get that Dylan hates her. But he should be nicer because he did show up uninvited. And he wants to crash there. But unless she killed his father right but also like i appreciated that he isn't like he hits norman because norman hits him first he's not mad at his brother he wants to protect his brother from the psycho that he thinks his mom is like right and i appreciate that so much because like the animosity between norma and dylan makes sense and is a good thing but like Mm -hmm. if he came in there and also hated his brother for no reason then he wouldn't be the good guy like you know what i mean yeah yeah because so far he is, aside from Emma, until she goes bad, he is the only good guy we have so far. Yeah. Even though he's kind of a jerk sometimes. Yeah, but like he's a jerk because he's a jaded twenty something with right. a fucked up life. Like, yeah, like it makes sense. Yeah, it's not something you like blame him for. Right. Or it's right. like psychopathic or anything. It's like a normal reaction to. Yeah. So now we're really at the woodchuck fest um, and they are sawing logs. And all I could think of was the lumberjack show in Canada at Disney. It's funny. That's all, all I could think of was Twin Peaks. Which, which I haven't seen yet. You haven't seen yet, but it also takes place in the Pacific Northwest and is in like a small town where weird shit is happening. But mm-hmm. then like on the surface, they're like, we're a happy logging town. And then like, it's all fucking weird underneath. And I go, this is too, too similar. 
maybe I'll look up and see if any of the same like writers or producers were on that show because I could see them doing similar scenes for some because they're similar type of shows. Yeah, I don't. So, I don't think it is. I don't think anybody is the same. But I. I but just, in the new one, maybe in the new one. I don't know about the new one, but um, the original probably not. But like, yeah. The but new I, one, I just I liked that more times. I liked that parallel a lot. I like that too because it, it gives um, you because especially like if you are into the horror sci-fi like vibe mm-hmm. most people have seen Twin Peaks so like that same kind of like you have that weird like oh I get it you don't have to say anything for me to totally right. get it yeah so then we find out while she's talking to the sheriff that this town is hella rich and bougie and apparently super illegal, doing super illegal things. Oh, just like all of the time. All of the time. And he didn't really elaborate, but he did say um, they were talking about what's going to happen to the guy who burned Bradley's dad. And he just says an eye for an eye. And I was like, that's not really how that works. Um, Mm -hmm. But okay. And then again, this was a very accurate description for this episode in the title because that was another moment where i was just like this is a weird town right what am i um, um i said deputy hottie is making me hate have very mixed feelings about him i um i don't have good feelings about him i will tell you that um but then we go back to norma and norman at home and norman is refusing to talk about his fight with dylan he just doesn't want to talk about it and Norma's like, maybe we should just kick him out because he's bringing too much. He's like ruining what we have. And Norman's totally cool with it. And I was like, how are you that okay with kicking out your brother from like one real incident? Like, yeah, because it doesn't really sound like they have a real relationship, which right. is makes sense. Mm-hmm. But that also means that he doesn't have like a broken relationship, which means he doesn't have a reason to like really hate him other than what he said about his mom yeah yeah and then um he gets this text from emma that just says this i don't know exactly what happened in that scene between norma and norman i don't remember details of how they talked to each other but my note said god this is not even enjoyable to watch because they're so fucked up like it i that's the only thing that is making me not like 10 out of 10 rave love this show is that like i'm so beyond uncomfortable with Mm -hmm. their them together and as the protagonists of the show i need to have some kind of like the reason dexter worked is like you know he's killing people what happens because i know i I haven't i haven't i haven't watched it either but like the reason it works is because it's like you know he's killing people but he's a character that you still need to root for like you still like him and like you like you i don't know if you've seen you on netflix yet I thought you were talking about me. I was like, I do not care. No, no. With Penn um, with Penn Bagley. I have. I've read the first two books too. So yeah. It works because like even though you're like super against the things that he's doing, you like fall into the trap. He's like written in a way that you're right. like, oh no, I get it. This I I don't get it. I'm not behind yeah, that. I'm not there. And I don't know if that's intentional and I just am not used to it or if I'm supposed to root for them. Because like right now, I don't think I have any positive feelings for them. And I think this is one of the reasons that I wanted it to be more of a subtle intro mm-hmm. to this instead of yeah. it being so upfront. Yeah. Um, I think that that would help because 
you need to get invested in the characters before you get disturbed by the characters. I feel right. And I'm not invested enough Mm -hmm. to feel that way. Um, So I definitely agree. Um, And then, so then Emma texts me to her shop and um, he goes over there right away with no discussion with Norma. And I was like, okay, we've been having this whole, whole conversation for two days or two episodes. And now it's just like, I I can go where I want. Um, Turns out she has her own menagerie, except it's taxidermy instead of glass. Um, but I said that it looks like the original motel. Like, the way it is, it reminded me so much of the movie. Yeah. I think it was definitely, like, an homage to yeah. the movie, for sure. Um, especially since, like, adding in new characters. They have to, like, time them somehow. And that's... Yeah. Um, it's her weirdness and whatnot. So, uh, with Emma... Norman, she asked Norman what happens. He says he fell down the stairs and she tells him that she knows he's lying. Basically, she was like, it's okay, okay. You don't have to tell me. And I was, that's when I was like, Emma's literally the only character I like. I love her so much. Yeah. Only character. Here she is here. phenomenal. And, um, and she's playing her role so well. Like she feels like she is Emma. And I don't, th- I mean, I haven't seen her in anything else. So maybe it's like, this is the only thing I've seen her in. So I feel that she has this role now, even though I've only seen her for two episodes, but she just, she feels very committed and very like yeah. in character. Um, so they're talking about the journal. It turns out that it's about four Chinese women who have been trafficked, um, which is not great. It's very uh, upsetting. One ends up dying from an overdose is the story being told. Um, and then Emma decides she wants to prove what happened to these girls. Okay. He he goes. This is all very peculiar, and she said, "No." She said, "Not as not as strange as a seventeen-year-old boy saying peculiar." And I was like, "I'm kind of in love with them." I know. I was like, "It is peculiar." You're correct. Um, And then she jumps him and starts kissing him. And And I uh, said, "I hate that this beautiful." weird geeky love story is going to be ruined i don't want to watch a show about a serial killer i just want to watch a show about two nerds who are fucked up who like poetry and makeup so i don't know that it's going to be ruined i have two avenues of thought which i will talk about in the predictions neither really i mean mean, so much it's gonna Uh, be i'm not I'm not saying who, by, or how, but it's going to be ruined. It's not going to be a happy ending. But it could be for the show. The show doesn't end when the movie starts. So, okay, but if the show ends happy, that still means that sometime between the end of the show and the movie, he kills her. Yes, but we can pretend that it doesn't happen. Okay. (laughs) We can pretend that that's not how it goes. So, um, they decide they're going to go find these women because... Why not? All you have to do is kiss a 17-year-old boy and he will do whatever. So there you go. I think that that statement pertains to most men of any age, really. Just kiss them That's once and they will true. do a lot. I was just being very specific to our show. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> yes, yes. I was trying not to generalize too much. <laughs> but you're not wrong. So then we go to uh, Dylan and I put, this was a great song choice that he's playing on the record. Um, I 
did not figure out what the song was. I tried to. I thought it was called Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know. It is not. Um, I tried to search the lyrics and it just wasn't coming out for me. I don't know if you know the song. I don't, but now I'm singing the Enrique Iglesias Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know and it's not the same song. Those are not the same song. <laughs> Those are not the same song. Um, but I was, I was just very pleased with the song choice. I yeah. thought it was very fitting. Um, and then... I put that I want, I would also like to have a cocktail and listen to old records like that I find in a house. I'd rather it not be a creepy house where people die, but oh, right. Nonetheless, I would like yeah. the records cocktail part. Um, so then this is also something we had talked about previously a little bit. Right. When she kicked Dylan out, he brings up and he just says, how did Sam die? Which was Norman's dad. Yeah. And He's clearly blackmailing her. Well, and, and he also we also find out in this moment that um, maybe Norma isn't the only crazy one because he's like, I called the insurance company and that he worked for and everybody seemed to say that he was such a good husband and father. And like, what if I told them who he really was? And I was like, okay, great. Well, I wonder... If he wasn't really like that, but that's the story she made up about him Ooh. before she killed him. But he seemed to be saying it from his experience, not her story. But I don't know what his full experience would be. Right. No, I'm saying, but I'm saying like when. I when get, he, yeah, I get what you're saying. It did sound like that. Right. Well, because the other thing I, is he's not that much older. Like he's probably like no. five, five or six years older than at Norman most Max. than Norman. Yeah. And so that means that he was a kid. He, when she got together with Sam, he grew up in that house. So Sam was his stepdad, like for long enough that he would have some experience. Yeah, that's true. So maybe so. Maybe that's why he hates her. Maybe that Sam abused him. Maybe. Hmm. A lot to figure out. Um, and so now we go to Emma and Norman, who are in the woods. And Emma's clearly going to try to kill herself. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. How, I don't know what she thinks she's doing. Um, but they are... I'm assuming they are looking for the graves at this point. That's yes. why they're looking for the graves, I guess. <laughs> um, and then I, I put, take it from someone who knows you cannot climb a mountain when you can't breathe. Correct. So that, yeah, that was that, not a good choice for her. No, no, no. no. Um, I have a terrible vertigo and asthma. So when I try to climb high on things, it doesn't go well for me. And she has less oxygen than I have right. in her body. She should not be climbing things when she can't breathe. Um, this is where one of my predictions kind of comes in. I kind of thought about it. Because um, I was like, Norma is not concerned about Emma. And I was like, oh, no, this isn't my prediction yet. My thing, I think that she's not con as concerned about Emma because she knows she's going to die soon. Yeah. Like, she's like, well, she can't live forever. So she's a good choice. Um, and then they stumble upon a filled of pot and uh okay and about this my note here says that oh the town is a secret drug haven which is honestly less sauce than anything i was thinking absolutely like, i was like it, that it's it, not all it is. is it is oregon and um i'm fully 
fully not surprised, but like, I thought we were dealing with much, much higher levels of sus than a um, secret pot field. I think we are. Oh no, I, th- I think, I think we are too. <laughs> I think, I think we are too. But like, I was like, oh, they're freaking out. Like they've just stumbled upon the worst thing ever. But like, why wouldn't there be a secret pot farm? Right, right. Like this is the least egregious thing they're probably doing. Correct. Um. So I was not at all surprised, but then I was like, what a way to get chased out of the woods. Like, ugh, she kept falling. I was like, they, I know she's not going to die because she as be they were running, they did find the creepy secret shed. They um, did, which I have a fun fact about coming up. Um, and then I just put this waterfront looks really familiar and I can't place where I've seen it. And maybe it's because I've seen this shed somewhere. So yeah. So then we go back to the town. Yeah. Where they are burning a man alive in the center of town. Oh. I okay, here's the thing. I watched that scene three times. I didn't see the human. I just saw the flags burning on the, the mm-hmm. thing. And I couldn't they were, figure they strung up. Which makes sense. No, that all makes so much. I could not figure out why Norma was so anxious about a, a pole on fire. Like, it didn't make yes. any sense to me because somehow in the three times I watched that scene, I never saw the human body. Yes. Um, there was indeed a human body burning. That a gets lot. rid of the rest of my notes. Because I was so confused. I put an eye for an eye is real in this town. Um, and the whole town is okay with it. That makes is why I was like not concerned about the pot field at all (laughs) because I was like, This doesn't entirely changes how I felt about the end of that episode because my final thoughts of the episode were very confused Mm because I couldn't figure out what Norma's problem was other than all of the things that I already have a problem with her about. Because I was like, Did she have something to do with that fire? No, no, she didn't. I just missed the literal human part. I was just terrified of what was happening with the fire and that the town was okay with it. That, yeah, nope, that, that tracks. That tracks, yeah. Yeah, so now I uh, have some trivia for you. Fantastic. Um, so, Dilling, Dilling, Dylan, having Norma listed as the whore is um, gained from the movie and book because Norma tells Norman that all women are whores but her. And so... It was kind of a little twisteroo there. I am so sorry the world is ending out in my window if you can hear it. It is totally fine. I Um, can, but I don't mind it. That's good. This uh, first episode was watched by 2.84 million viewers when it first aired, which is quite a few, especially for it to only be rated at 7.9. That's quite a few people. Um, And here's a fun fact for you. Um, the shed that Norman and Emma spot while being chased is famous because it is historically known as the MacGyver shed. We just, everything comes comes back to MacGyver. Everything comes back to MacGyver. This is literally, that would be, yeah. It's been used in multiple scenes in multiple movies like this. But it started in MacGyver, and it is. Oh, I was. Oh, I was MacGyver just saying, shit. but like, because obviously, 
Stargate has a MacGyver connection. Dead Like Me has a MacGyver connection. Now I gotta figure out. I gotta figure out if Kolshak and Hemlock Grove had MacGyver connections. Yeah, we will. We will come back to that. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Probably everything does. So, uh, who do you want to punch in the face? Normal. I feel like that's probably going to be my go-to answer because like, if no one else pisses me off, at least I know she will. That's true. That's fair. Um, I picked Officer Shelby because he is acting sketch and then burning you know, a body alive. I, didn't, I didn't hate him, but also I missed the dead body. So like, That is also I, a big plot point that, that like, attributed to it. So. I, feel very, I feel very confused about everything yes. now because all of my thoughts that I had about this episode are changed by the fact that there's literally a body. Right, right. Yes, that is a very, very correct. Very correct. Um, so who's your MVP? Emma. Of course. I mean, course. who else? I also picked Emma because yeah. God bless her. I love her. Although I do feel like Dylan could be my MVP sometimes. I feel his, like he's going to make a strong impact. Yeah, his sass is appreciated. It is. I very much enjoy his one-liners. And he's really the only one who has them at this point. Um, yeah. You don't really see him much with anybody else, so I, I do like that. Um, do you have some predictions? Um, I predict that um, Dylan is going to accidentally get involved with these body burning people. Um, I, I predict that Norma's going to kill Officer Hottie. Maybe not in the next episode, but she's going to continue like over to time, play. Yeah. She's going to continue to play into this and then also murder him. That's that's a good one. So um my first one also is Dylan gets in with the vigilante crew. So I also think that's going to happen. Yeah, um I think because of the build up from the first to the second episode with Norman, that he's going to do something like hella dark in the next episode. Mm. Um, I don't know what, but I think that that's the episode where we're going to see his actual dark side, not just these pieces of it. Um, and this is a strong one. I have conflicting opinions. Um, I think it's possible Norma may try to kill Emma. And that may or may not be why Norman loses it on her. Finally. When I said Norma's gonna kill, I almost said Emma instead of Deputy Hottie because I think they're she's gonna kill both of them. But I was like, maybe okay. the Emma, maybe the Emma prediction's a little strong right now. Well, I am here to come in strong, then. So uh, that is um, that is my predictions. Right, and um, that is our episode for Thriller Thursday. And um, I have to go catch a train. So I sure do, Phantom. So. You can follow us on all of the social media at Death and Aliens, or you can reach out by email at deathandaliens at gmail.com. Yes. You can follow me at cecloud13. And you can follow me at emkay underscore superstar. And we will see you on Sunday for our third Sci-Fi Sunday. See you. Bye.